What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Smart Business Solutions, the official podcast of GBS, America's productivity partner. Each episode, we are going to explore some of the biggest threats and challenges in today's business world and the vast amount of solutions GBS offers to meet them. Well, hello and welcome back to Smart Business Solutions. This is your host, Rich Lalo, and with me today on the phone is Simone Ugolini, Senior Solutions Architect for Document Imaging at GBS. Simone has been with GBS for a little over 16 years and began his career as a project manager and sales engineer before moving into his current role. He is also a graduate of Youngstown State University and worked for 11 years as a police officer for the city of Struthers, Ohio, before joining GBS. So today we're going to be continuing our series of shows on the benefits and uses of doc imaging and document management solutions for specific industries and areas within an organization. And today we're going to be looking specifically at human resources and finance. On this episode, we're going to focus specifically on human resources. But before we do that, before we jump in our questions, I want to, Simone, I want to welcome you and thank you very much for taking the time to be with us today. Thank you, sir. I appreciate the opportunity and I look forward to participating. Absolutely. Absolutely. Our pleasure to have you. So let's jump into human resource departments and kind of how document management and document imaging can relate to them and hopefully help them solve some of the problems that they face. So when you're talking to an organization, Simone, what are some of the major challenges that HR departments face in this area of doc imaging and doc management? So it's, you know, human resources is one of the sweet spots for document management. And so, you know, when we get the opportunity to go talk to either prospective customers or sometimes even current customers that haven't done anything as far as HR processes go, we find that our product line is a very comfortable fit. Mm. And again, it is really just one of the sweet spots. There are so many different bits and pieces of functionality in our products that are kind of catered to or built off of the needs of an HR department. So, but just focusing back on the challenges, you know, and this is based on what we've learned over the years, meeting with HR department heads and HR staff that talk about their daily routines, you know, on any given day, these teams have a variety of challenges, challenges, issuing, collecting, disseminating various forms that are meant to keep members up to date and compliant, Mm. you know, as far as the governing entities go. So all day long, you know, these team members are collecting data, issuing data, managing data, sometimes disseminating that data back to departments and managers, et cetera. The activity of the personnel file itself starts easy enough with the onboarding process. So that's where the data collection begins and the forms start to flow. And just, again, from our perspective, it mostly comes to an end based on the termination or departure or retirement of the member. So in between that time from start to finish, there is just this variety of forms that need to be managed and accounted for. So certainly not the only thing that HR departments do, but one of the most mission critical is to keep their member compliant and up to date. 
you know, many of the HR departments that we have seen collect this data or perform these tasks in a number of different ways. So whether that is always by design or sometimes just the product of their attempt to be flexible with the members, we usually see departments that have a hybrid approach of paper data and electronic data, mm-hmm. electronic forms. We know that they're trying to be flexible and, and allow this information to flow sometimes in the easiest manner and, and not always in the most efficient manner. But that can sometimes lead to an undisciplined process where our doc management, where a doc management solution could come into play. So, you know, I'm dumbing this down to the personnel file, and there are certainly many other things that HR departments do. But I think that the personnel file and its health and well being is one of the most critical. We've seen a number of our customers and prospective customers manage payroll right with the same team that is the HR team, you know, other customers or prospective customers might have a whole separate department for that. Mm -hmm. But these departments are usually not overstaffed. (laughs) um, So they're very busy. So on any given day, you know, they have a boatload of challenges in just accounting for all of this data and making sure it gets filed properly so that it's available when needed. And that's on a normal day. So let's let's factor in a global pandemic on top of that. Mm. And the challenges, I don't know, multiplied by 20. Oh, man. But that's what we've seen through the years. Yeah, you know, as you're as you're saying that, I'm thinking back through my career, Simone, and just like probably my first job I started 25 years ago. Uh, you know, you'd, you'd sign a couple of forms and, you know, maybe fill out your W-2 and you'd walk away with three or four papers so that you'd have to keep and hang on to. And and sure. now you're talking about manuals, right? You're talking about books worth of paper and you're talking about online stuff and portals and it's amazing the amount of information that HR departments have to keep and, like, you know, to your point, disseminate that to the employee, but also keep records of it and I'm sure report it to the authorities that they report to. So it's, it's amazing to really stop and think about that. The simple act of producing it on demand sounds so basic. Mm. And there's just so many things that could go awry with that simple request in mind. So I I agree with you as well. And what I thought you were going to say is, you know, you fill out a one-page application and five minutes later you're you're working on the floor somewhere, you know, (laughs) trying to figure out when your break is or when your first check will come. But it it sure (laughs) seemed a lot easier back in the day. I'm not positive about that, but I think that that is probably very true. No. Oh, I think you are absolutely right about that. It was, it did seem a, a, a lot easier. So, so that being said, the challenges that are there, um, what are the solutions that we do offer that can help human resource departments, you know, manage this amount of data and this information? So from our division, the document imaging division, it's a, a couple main solutions that we are constantly talking about with, again, perspective prospective customers, people that have maybe come to us with needs, or active customers where, you know, they're doing business with with us, but maybe just not in the HR department yet. Mm -hmm. First and foremost is content management. Content management is a software platform that lets the department have a permission-based system that can house all of the variable types of 
forms of data, the electronic data, the paper data that's been digitized, you know, electronic forms, anything and everything, uh, photos, you know, if they are collecting a photo ID or storing a photo ID, the content management will store all different types of file formats, ours will, I should say. And I guess that's not tremendously uncommon, but there are some systems out there that are that are limited. Ours mm-hmm. is not, so you can store files of any format. So content management is helping the department define what they want their personnel file to look like. You know, what are the critical document types that you need to not only track, but you need to be aware if they're missing. That's all part of our our fact-finding, our discovery with the departments. So while HR is HR, it never fails that from one customer to the next, you know, there are nuances or differences that need to be accounted for. So it's not, you know, hey, everybody in the state of Ohio does the same thing for HR because that's just not true. Mm. There are a lot of common traits, a lot of, you know, common tasks and, and common requirements, but it seems like each department from customer to, to customer, you know, has their own differences. So that said, content management is where it all starts for us, and, and we, we work with the team to say this is how we want to structure an electronic personnel file. We know that it doesn't stop there. There's lots of other documentation, medical-related documentation, you know, other, many other things that HR departments have to collect and manage that are outside of the realm of the personnel file, but we, we usually do start with it. Mm-hmm. We structure it, we figure out who needs permission to see what, begin to create or, or, or show them how their, their users would interact with the system. Our content management is offered both in the cloud and on-premise. So okay. I'll tell you, probably five plus years ago, we had about 50% cloud deployment and 50% premise-based deployment. Mm-hmm. And more recently, it's probably 90% cloud and 10% premise-based. Mm-hmm. You know, the cloud has gained acceptance. Yeah. So our cloud services are with both Microsoft and Amazon Web Services. So we're using very well-established, secure cloud infrastructures. And I think that's part of the reason mm-hmm. why it's made an, for an easier decision for uh, these teams to use our cloud service. Okay, so we have content management, again, as one of two main offerings. The second offering is our conversion services. So our conversion Mm -hmm. services occur in our Northeast Ohio office in Youngstown. We convert paper documents against a statement of work, you know, for customers that are literally all over the country and beyond. We've done some international projects where documents arrive here. We prep them. We work against the statement of work or against the work order. Here's what we're doing with these forms. Here's Mm. what we're doing with those forms, et cetera, where we scan them or digitize them and get them into that content management solution so that they can be used by the HR teams. So our, our conversion services are not a requirement to use content management, and the same could be said in reverse. So content management is not required if you just want to have data converted, but they often go together. So we do have some customers that say, you know, we have a conversion project, but look, we have our own doc management system, no problem. 
we can convert that content in a common file format so that it's usable in just about any system out there. For our customers that say we kind of need both, no problem there. And sometimes our customers say, you know what, we can convert data ourselves. And, and that's true with a, a, a pretty simplified setup. You know, the customer can do their own document conversion at their own pace. So our conversion services are really just meant to be a, a complementary offering to content management. But again, we have had the occasion to sell them um, without content management to, to customers that, you know, are, are already in a system. Oh, that's great. That's great. So so kind of a two-pronged solution there. So talk about, if you would, Simone, the, the benefits to HR departments to going with either one or, or both of these solutions and how they can really benefit that, you know, that department. So as far as content management first, mm-hmm. and it usually has an immediate positive impact. So we do a lot of deployments with our content management. And content management is this universal platform. It's used across departments. Our content management is used in banking, in government. It's used by large retailers, by hospital systems, medical facilities, doctor's offices. It's used for patient charts, contracts, anything under the sun where there are paper or electronic documents or data being collected. So this, our content management is not HR specific. So sometimes our deployments take a little while to get traction and, and help convince the users, hey, now, now we see the benefits. Mm. Wow, you know, this little bit of time we're spending on the front end to do these different things, maybe prep paper and, and scan paper. Sometimes that comes off as a new task that doesn't have enough value in staff members' minds and they're, they're kind of not on board. Well, as far as the HR goes, there is almost an immediate positive impact and the teams, the managers and the team members at all levels can see that this is going to, this is going to be a game changer. So Mm. lots of bits and parts of the processes that they struggle with or have challenges with are addressed in some capacity with content management. So first and foremost is just the orderly storage of the personnel file and the accessibility to that personnel file especially for our cloud customers, you know, where you go as a user with internet connectivity, mm-hmm. your filing cabinets go with you. So if you get caught working from another office or location, and a lot of our customers, large, larger customers have multiple locations and their HR team members move just like our HR team members here at GBS. You know, they're right. not always in Yucktown, not always in Canton, et cetera. Right. So having the ability to sit down at a PC and log into a cloud system and say, I need to help Rich locate his last pay stub because he requested it and be able to fulfill that in a matter of a couple minutes instead of, you know, three days is, is a big win for everybody. Right. So there's this orderly storage of the content. It's all permission-based. So you have staff members, again, at different levels. Maybe I'm a staff member that shouldn't see anything that's medical. You know, the content management makes quick work of that. So my user profile simply doesn't allow me to see it. And it's it's there for the other users that require the use of that, but not for the users that, that don't need to see that or shouldn't see that, et cetera. Content management helps track documents and form types. 
so the, the easiest example I could make is the I-9. The I-9 is this base document that every employee better have one on file. And if they don't and someone comes calling, including the employee, there could be some issues, mm. um, whether they're legal ramifications or, or other types of issues. Just the simple fact of having a system kind of help monitor who has what in their file. It's a a big win, and it's an instant win. One other thing I'll talk about here, and there's kind of a lot to talk about under this for this question, but one other thing I'll talk about are are electronic forms that the content management can can produce. So our our content management solutions have drag-and-drop forms. These features have been made for the HR teams to be able to do them themselves, but in all honesty, they usually ask us to do them for them. So mm-hmm. um, we charge hourly to say, okay, here's your form. It's going to take us three hours. Therefore, your cost is going to be three hours. More complex form might take five or six hours. You know, it's all dependent on what the form is and what they want it to do, et cetera. But it's very, it, it comes at a very low cost price point. So again, the customers usually all just have our team at GBS do the form because they don't want to get involved at that level. That's not true 100% across the board, but most of the time it is. So electronic forms are this really easy thing to say, you know what, we're going to have an amendment or we're going to need a new handbook acknowledgement. What's the best way to, to get it out to everybody and then collect it and then also see who hasn't submitted it so that we can follow up on that? That's, that's right up the alley of content management where we can adapt the form to be electronic, either in PDF or some other electronic format, let members get to it, complete it, submit it, have it migrate itself into the personnel file. Sometimes that migration involves someone on the HR side, you know, approve it. You know, they'll put eyes on it and make mm-hmm. sure all is well and kind of accept it. Sometimes that's fully automated where they're not putting eyes on it. They just have to have it in the file and, you know, the employees to be able to submit it. Maybe the employee needs to check a box and and apply a signature and our software can make sure that that, those things occur. So electronic forms, immediate positive impact. I said that would be the last thing, but there's actually one more and that's workflow. (laughs) Our content management has workflow capabilities and that is basically routing a form type down a set of steps and that could be one step maybe someone like you know barb in hr needs to see every one of these that are submitted you know you pick the form type and she's going to look at it and she's going to say okay this looks good for the ones that don't look good maybe barb needs to be able to route it to jen so that jen could put eyes on it and offer barb some feedback to say yes this is acceptable or no it's not Well, workflow comes in all different shapes and sizes as well. Simple one-step workflows to much more complex workflows. Those features are built into our content management so that we can help with that as well. And and what what workflow does at the end of the day is it builds these dashboards for the teams so they know exactly what they have out there to do, what's pending, what's kind of overdue, et cetera. So, and again, the biggest thing is it makes quite an impact uh, from day one. Yeah, I could, I mean, just that example you gave just there, that that process could take 
weeks if people are just, you know, if you're just shuffling papers from, from one person to another. But yeah, as, a, as opposed to a matter of maybe hours or a day or two, if you're, if you're doing it automated, sure. that, that's a great, great example. I appreciate that. So uh, I guess the next question kind of plays into what, what you've spoken about a little bit already with the, the sensitivity of so many of the HR documents and the personal nature of them. How, how does doc management, doc imaging kind of make that process more efficient and and more effective? So our our systems were built up with regulation like HIPAA in mind. So everything Mm. that a user does, a configured user, any any actions that they perform, it makes a footprint in a permanent log. So that's part one. You know, the use of the system itself, everything is recorded. So as a user, if I'm moving, I'm looking in Rich's file and I need to print pages one and two from his handbook acknowledgement and I view a few vacation requests and then I email a disciplinary, which that would never happen. I'm just, that's totally an example, (laughs) but I email a disciplinary matter to your manager. You know, all of that makes a footprint and and 99.9% of the time, that's all needed navigation where the user's going in and doing those things because that's mm-hmm. what they need to do. But that simple act of logging everything is a mechanism to make sure that people aren't abusing the system in any manner, for lack of a better word. Now, before we even get to that conversation, everything in content management is permission-driven to begin with. So as users, and, and like you said, this is we touched on this briefly, but just to just to go back over a restate, you know, everything that I can do as a configured user is based on what my management told me that I or told the system that I should be allowed to do. Mm. So if I'm a, a summer intern, maybe I can just search and view documents of a certain nature. If I'm a full-time team member that is, you know, performing X number of different tasks and, and do, you know, really deep in the weeds of, of all of the processes, I need a higher level of permission in the system. So it becomes very granular, even down to the doc types where, like we had talked about, where you could say, don't expose these doc types to this user or set of users don't expose this this index value or or we have a lot of our departments or or a lot of our customers i should say do things like they build a confidential status as part of their personnel files project Mm. and if you if the personnel file gets labeled as confidential most team members lose access to it except for the you know the higher level ones yeah so security is applied from all different angles when you couple that with the logging that occurs, you have what is a very comprehensive system that leaves very little, if anything, to the imagination of who's doing what, you know, who said what, who viewed, who viewed, you know, Rich's file, who printed from Simone's file, whatever the question might be, right. you know, the system has the answer for you. So it just becomes a very sophisticated librarian, a very controlling librarian of this information and and serving up this information. And the customers, you know, dictate how that gets set up. So we, we, we offer to them what scenarios that we've helped with in the past and maybe how other people do things for them to consider. But at the end of the day, the the customer, you know, says who can access what and, 
and that's usually dependent on the size of the department and the the hats that each team member has to wear. But that really comes into play with making sure that the, the system is being used properly and efficiently. Lastly, with this conversation in mind, our system has a recycling bin. So if you need to extend a delete permission to a user because you don't necessarily want a manager to have to be contacted every time something makes its way into the system that shouldn't be there, an errant scan or a bad scan of a document. Hmm. Content management has a recycling bin so you can extend that permission. And if it's me that has that permission and I delete something and and I, I made a mistake, it's easily recovered by that manager. And there's rules we could put around that to fine tune how that works. But, you know, it really allows for the the users to to be permitted to delete if need be without causing any heartburn or grief that it's going to be misused or or you know used errantly etc no that's good those those ways yep that's great that's great so you mentioned recycling and that kind of brings me into my my next question about document retention so i'm just thinking from a maybe a customer that's currently using a solution a doc management solution how do they deal with document retention and kind of all the legalities you know around those things how does that kind of play out for them when using a doc management solution so being that our customers are kind of located all over the place, you know, state by state, mm-hmm. some of the retention rules differ based on the form types. So we, we can often quote what Ohio requires as far as retention goes at the base level. But we tell our customers, you know, we want you to hear from your own legal people on what you should be doing with retention. And I'll give you an example in a minute. But just to get back to your your base question, managing retention when you're totally paper is somewhat of a nightmare. Um, sure. <laughs> you know, there are certain form types that don't have to be kept for, you know, as long as the whole personnel file, you know, it just becomes a, a nightmare to go picking through someone's personnel file and say, okay, we don't have to keep these anymore. And often the easiest thing to, to do is just keep everything. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, so they're not really even, they're just going with the, the methodology of we'll keep everything so that we have it. Even with more basic, like termed files in Ohio, have to be kept for you know X number of years. I, I believe it's seven, and I'd want to look that up. Had a conversation about that for a while with, with the pandemic, but um, I believe it's seven years. And basically, a termed file ends up sitting around. If you can't easily identify those termed files, or if you can't easily identify termed files that are maybe in litigation for some reason and you end up destroying one because you think its retention period has been met and Mm. you can get rid of it and you find out there's an open case. You know, these are are real issues that the customers end up dealing with. And, And what I see in general is just a lack of any kind of retention management. You know, keep everything, we'll figure it out later kind of thing. Yeah. The pitfall with keeping everything is that if you're possessing it and it is requested, then you have to supply it. If it's requested <laughs> by a court, by uh, an attorney, whatever the case may be, if you still have it sitting around, you have to supply it. So if, if it's been purged because the retention rules that are in place, then that's your answer that is no longer in our possession because it met its retention requirement and it's been 
you know, destroyed. Okay, so it can't be supplied. Not that supplying it is always a negative thing, but it can be in certain instances. So the dock management solution basically puts each form type on a clock. And again, these are rules that the customer helps us write for the system. Mm-hmm. And it's not us recreating the retention portion of the solution. It's really us just plugging in variable timelines. It, it, and in most instances, it's something like, hey, when termed files get to be this old, we want to be prompted so that our users can maybe look over batches or or individual numbers of files and determine if they could be purged. You know, they want to put eyes on them one last time, make sure yeah. as well, hey, there's no litigation, etc. So the doc management, you know, inherits that role and it's constantly managing the aging of the file and the documents behind the scenes. And with very simple queries, it's able to report back to the key users that are, you know, looking for that information, what's aged, how it's aged, what, what is eligible against the rules to be purged so that at, at, a, at a minimum, it could be put in front of an HR team member with permission to purge, which is often just, you know, the, the higher level team members. And if they say, you know what, this meets all the requirements, we want to purge it, we make it easy for them to get it out of the system uh, and yeah. get rid of that copy. But again, it's very hard to do manually. with an Excel spreadsheet or something like that. And we've seen customers dealing with that, you know, just for lack of a better way. But the content management really inherits all of those duties and and makes it much more simplistic for the the customer to deal with the retention. So one of our biggest customers, they take that path where, hey, when they don't have to have it, they want to purge it, and it's specifically because they don't want to have to supply it if it's requested. Sure. So, again, that, that kind of lands all over the board, and depending on the customer and depending on their legal team, they have different approaches or ideas on that, so it's by no means standard, but the system puts them in control of the information, and that's a huge piece of the puzzle. That is, you know, that, that's got to be worth its weight in gold right there, just being able to manage the information that you have. I just can't even imagine businesses that have been in business for years and years with tons and, you know, boxes and boxes of paper files. And how do you manage that? That would cause so much stress for me. I can't even imagine it. But that seems like a great solution to be able to at least tell you, hey, take a look at these. You probably don't need them anymore. Or maybe you can get rid of them. That's Absolutely. a that's a yeah that's a really neat aspect of that. I appreciate you bringing that up. So let me ask you then: most of the HR core solutions that are out there, do they have a document management and document imaging component built into them, or is this something different and, and unique? So, right. So our system is meant to sit alongside of a core system. And HR core system, you know, varies from, you know, make and model, you know, something like SAP, Mm. for instance. Mm -hmm. Our content management is not meant to displace the HR core system. It's meant to sit alongside the core system. And we find that a lot of the core systems do have an imaging component. But we also find that that imaging component is usually an afterthought or it's meant to say, hey, we have it, but it's not been built up, it's not robust, 
it's often not permission driven. It's kind of a, yeah, you could store some documents here, but you can't get granular with the, with the permissions of who can see them. There's a number of different core systems and, and a lot of them are phenomenal in mm-hmm. what their, what their core focus is or what their core functionality is supposed to be. But when it gets to the imaging side, we find that even the most expensive solutions out there don't have a robust imaging component. It, it, again, it's something that was built in. Sometimes if you want to activate it, it comes at an extra cost. The mm. configuration can be very costly. The rules behind its use can be very rigid. You know, we had some customers tell us that the core system would control how long files would be visible under a certain plan that they were under. And just rules that sound crazy uh-huh. or seem crazy or, or basically unusable. So that's not to say that all core systems are the same in that regard. But again, for the, for the price point of our document management platforms, it usually becomes a no-brainer that because of the functionality that you get and because of the integration capabilities that our systems have with the core systems, it, it makes for an easy decision uh, of where you want to put your images. No, that's great. That's great. So I guess, I guess in conclusion, I'm, I'm thinking of someone out there that's listening and, and they, they work in HR and they've got boxes and boxes of, of paper files sitting in their, their office and they've got file cabinets full of, full of paper files. How do they get started on a doc management and doc imaging solution that would kind of help them get out from, from under all that paper yep. that they're in? Well, I'd love for them to look us up and, and start with a conversation. Most commonly, what we do is, you know, we have that conversation, and nine times out of ten, I would tell you that the conversation starts to involve discussion on the conversion of termed files. So the conversion of termed files, hey, we have X number of boxes taking up critical space or mm you know, in a storage facility that's hard to go to or work in or oh, whatever wow, the case yeah. may be, you know, we have X number of termed files, and if they could be digitized, you know, we can stop the madness of, of how we use them. That is usually a very reasonable starting point on both sides, and it, and it accomplishes a number of, of goals, mutual goals that, that we have for the customer and that the customer has for themselves. One of which is you get acclimated to the content management solution. Mm, yeah. So you, your termed files are being converted, and day by day they're being uploaded into your your system, and your users get the opportunity to go in and start interacting with the system early on where they can see, okay, I, I see how this works. I see some potential. Hey, did we ever think about this other document type? You know, these are the personnel files, but what about this other process? Yeah. Or what about occupational health? Or what about, you know, uh, anything else under the sun that flows through HR? Um, so it's very organic in that it, it starts to give everybody a sense for what they can do with the personnel file and what else they could do with this new system. So term files are also the least, you know, we we don't usually get into complex conversations about document separation or document identification. A lot of the customers say the term file, while we need to retain access to it, it can be scanned just from front to back, which keeps the cost of that scanning very low. 
In other words, we're not stopping and saying, hey, this is a this is handbook acknowledgement dated 1-1-2016. And then here's another handbook acknowledgement dated 1-1-2018. Except so we can do that. Mm-hmm. It adds uh, some cost on the conversion. So for the turned files, a lot of times the customers just want to capture the images from front to back and have them electronic for if they, in the instance that they need to touch that personnel file again. A lot of them are never touched again, so that that structure serves a purpose in that it it keeps the cost low, it lets the project go fast, and still meets the needs of the use of a termed file. Now, the, the day forward scanning of active personnel files takes a more sophisticated look, but again, just to just to go back to your question, you know, a, a, a simple starting point is that initial conversation, and then usually what we like to look at the term files, and if there's an objective on behalf of the customer to to address them, that's that's one of the the most common starting points we found at this point. That's great. And, you know, when there's been so many parallels to what you've said to, to some of the things we talked about with Joe and in some of the previous episodes. But the one thing, Simone, that keeps kind of jumping out at me is when we're talking about our scanning services, you know, Joe made the point that, you know, we have a professional team back there that has a, a phenomenal setup. I mean, I've been in, into our scanning center many times and that just a, a phenomenal setup and they know what they're doing. They know how to scan and coordinate and organize those documents so that folks can go back and retrieve them. And I think that's something that almost is, I don't want to say overlooked, but the importance of it, I think, is is worth reiterating. It's invaluable as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you're not just getting the content management piece of it, but you're getting you're getting your documents scanned professionally and organized in a way that, that you're going to be able to retrieve them when you need them. And I think that's huge. So... so- to your point, you know the, the Joe's been Joe Kleber's been with GBS. Is it for, thirty-two? Thirty plus year. Thirty-two, 32 years. Yeah. Um, I've been here for sixteen. My colleagues that work on my team have been here for ten plus. You know, we have long-time team members here that yep. uh, I feel like we're all benefiting from our collective experiences. The same holds true for our conversion bureau. Yeah. Our conversion bureau manager has been here since. I believe 2002, Angela. Mm, mm-hmm. um, her her full time staff has been here for uh, at least six plus years. So these are not you know team members that are getting changed out every other month or every other year. These are team members that their collective experience really lends to the quality of the projects that we output. Yeah, um, and that goes. You know, it's funny because. We'll get that oddball customer that says, you know, hey, we have four different versions of of a of a handbook acknowledgement. It used to look like this, then it started to look like this, then we started putting it here in the folder, and then we started putting it there, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, that could be pretty challenging for someone that that doesn't have much experience with handling or looking at those kind of documents. Yeah. For our conversion team, they're, they're really a, a great team where they help me get the the setup and configurations optimized for for the the capture software because they're like no no we could tell what the you know we understand what the 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 team at the customer site did we get it we've seen it before 
we understand, you know, the, the variables, et cetera. And that, that to me, it's invaluable because they have a totally different perspective, one that I certainly can't help them with, you know, with my own expertise. So I agree with what you're saying, Rich, at the end of the day. I, I uh, find it to be a very whole and complete team. I'm real proud to be a part of it. Yeah, well said. Well said. Total team effort. So, yeah. So with that, Simone, I, I mean, that that, that kind of covers everything I had on HR and kind of the, the way that they can benefit, you know, from these these solutions. I think you've you've done a fantastic job of explaining that. I really appreciate your time today. And I would encourage anyone listening to this that is kind of struggling in these areas, you know, with their HR departments to, to contact GBS put you in touch with Simone and and Joe and they will get you set up because they do a phenomenal job. They really, really do. So Simone, thanks again for your time today. Much appreciated. Likewise. Thank you. Have a great day, Rich. You too. This show has been a production of GBS. For more information on the topics discussed today or the solutions offered, contact us at marketing at gbscorp.com. That's marketing at gbscorp.com. Or you can call at 800-552-2427. And lastly, check us out on the web at www.gbscorp.com. That's www.gbscorp.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on any future episodes.